0: as always on a Monday at Shapiro will with David Shapiro from Sassfin in Johannesburg. David, what a great start to the week. I noticed o- over the weekend there was a few pronouncements coming up from Mr. Trump saying that, yeah, a deal had been done, but there were no details. And I thought, well, maybe the market's just going to be up anyway, because it's a bit of a relief, a 90-day ceasefire, if you like, in the trade war between China and the United mm-hmm. States of America. But, you know, it started out 20 points higher at about 12 o'clock last night, uh, the futures, that is. And the S&P futures at one stage, I think, up 55 or 60, only up four Now and the Dow's going to be 400 up in the first hour of trading, but a nice relief
1: after the interest rate relief the US markets got last week as well. Well, there are three elements that you know I think think there was an expectation that there would be a ceasefire on this, uh, on the trade wars, and uh, I think Trump himself had, had painted himself into a corner and you know was beginning to lose support amongst a lot of business people and in areas in which he's quite prominent. So I think he needed to do it. And I don't I think with only two years to go to the next election, I think he's got to be very, very careful. Also the nooses surrounding him, you know, I mean this Mullah, the, the investigation about their affairs and their conduct with Russians during a time when he was seeking presidential and a candidacy, is also now starting to to tighten, so he's got to do things to to regain support, and and I think this he had pushed it as far as he could go. So I think the market more relieved than anything else. And Lindsay, it's, it's it's you know, can this continue? I'm not, I'm, I'm fairly optimistic, but I'm not going to suggest that we can continue at the same kind of pace. So it's very nice that that the S and P and the U S markets will close probably positive for the year, and hopefully we can go into something like that next year. And then you've got the oil as well. Remember, mm. uh, Russia and OPEC have come to some kind of agreement on production cuts, or let's put it this way, just reestablishing what they agreed last year. And so th- so that gave oil a little bit of a boost still in very low levels. But put it all together, uh, commodity prices up, and, um, and it just made for a good market. So I hope it does show some form of strength and that there's quite a bit of volume behind it. And I think we can have a fairly decent end uh, to the year. Uh,
0: yeah, the Santa so, Claus yeah. rally, that's what mm-hmm. it is. As far as South Africa goes, of course, we're hanging on the coattails of the international market's performances. Mm. Yeah. We've had some poor data coming out last week of business confidence, consumer confidence, PPI rising, I think, to 6.9%, which doesn't bode well for the CPI over the next two to three months. The oil price going up isn't good. The RAND that's strong is tempering that oil price somewhat. But today mm. we had PMI as well, and it shows yet again that we are not expanding. The manufacturing no. sector of the economy is not expanding, even though no. it's close to doing so, 49 and a half being the reading and 50 being the cutoff and a jump from 42.4 in october but still we're languishing david we're not we're not taking full advantage of what's happening elsewhere
1: no no we're still languishing and i think a lot of that is structural issues i don't think it's got anything to do with what's happening overseas we're going to get a little bit of a boost because uh we've seen the platinum price pick up slightly but uh, lindsay just to put it in context when I say, you know, it's the patent price is still in the low 800s, it's fallen below 800. So there's no runaway, and oil is still in the very low area. It's still down, uh, I don't know, 15%, you know, instead of maybe 20%. So it's not as though there's been a massive turnaround. And you know, gold is nowhere, it's still 1220. Copper's starting to pick up in that, but it has given the miners a bit of relief and a little bit of a boost. You know, if you look over the last month or so, miners have been under severe pressure. So the JSE at 52 out of 1,000 still means we're off in excess of 10% in the year. And that that sums it up. PMI that you're speaking about, you know, it, 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 it's nothing more than a survey. Yes. And we've actually got to see that in actual results, you know. So, so. Sometimes uh, being surveyed, you might say, "Oh, things are picking up slightly and that," but it's got to translate into into action. And I think against that, you know, that's where confidence will actually pick up. So we're um, I, I'm still fairly cautious on the South African economy. You know, still pushing money offshore and still taking advantage because I think that's where any momentum that if our market does go up, it's going to be as you said earlier, it's going to be provided because of uh, it's going to be Pushed up because of what's happening offshore
0: Mm. we've more or less come to the end of results for 2018 Mm. from jse listed companies we had a few out last week and Mm -hmm. sort of dribs and drabs no disrespect to omnia and Nampac and everything but old school south african companies NASPES came out with their results on friday the big one the one that everyone wants to see Mm -hmm. obviously with its minority shareholding but significant minority shareholding in 10 cent what did you make of those numbers
1: well, if you, if you take Tencent away, you know, they do consolidate the earnings. If you take it away, you know, it's in the region of about uh, 10%. They've got an amount of cash which came from the sale of that stake in Tencent and also some Flipkart from India. So that's giving them about eight $8, eight billion. Dollars. But, you know, $8 billion is a tenth of their market cap. So it's going to take a long time before anything that they build Kind of dense or eats into anything that Ten Cent is contributing to them. It's a very difficult situation for them. I still buy it for Ten Cent. I don't buy it for anything they've got underneath there. But but it's a, you know I can't fault the business. I can't fault their attempts to try and do something. But I mean they're so overwhelmed by uh, by Ten Cent. It's, it's hard. It's, it's the same as PSG with Capi or yeah. with a remgrant with First Rand. All the little businesses underneath are very nice and they do well, but uh, they don't swing the, you know, they don't move the needle. And I think that's the same thing. We'll always look at NASPES as being 10 cents. And I see today even the volumes down. We're back for a couple of couple of days last week and uh, I think even the last couple of weeks. Volumes in NicePass has been slowing down, but we're back to 25% of the market today. Mm. So the buyers are back there. And it's up, uh, it's up 6% or so. I haven't looked I'm still checking the numbers, but I mean they had a very good move.
0: Yes, it has been a spectacular day. It's almost smacks of a short covering, or I don't know, people mm. positioning themselves, <laughs> or having a <laughs> having an early having an early break. I mean, I'm already my e- my email count is is way down already, and it's mm. only December the third. I think people are uh-huh. maybe drifting after quite drifting mm. off to holiday after quite a difficult year. I suppose in the next couple of weeks, you're going to Australia when at the end of this mm. year, David?
1: Uh, no, next week or two, okay. 14th, whenever whenever that Friday is. I okay, so
0: we've got a the couple of chats. We've got a couple of chats yeah. that we can have because I want look back at the year and the highlights and lowlights as we always do at this time of year but uh, we can start looking back now and look back and i refer to a tweet that you sent (laughs) out a few days ago which staggered me the property sector of the jsc securities exchange it was just after of course the latest resilient knock but even without that it's been horrible
1: yeah and it's down again today in a a day where uh, markets are generally doing well i found still some Lot of pressure being put on uh, on that property sector, and I, I suppose it has to do with rates. It also has to do with the with the quality of. Uh, I mean, with with worries about the economy. But as interest rates go up, of course, it puts pressure on yields, and it's a quasi bond property stock. So, um, but also there, there there cracks appearing in a lot of the properties. You know. In remember, they do uh, properties. Generally, you sign a lease for four or five years, so you're safe. It's got clauses that uh, ensure that you know, rents will go up. But when those come to an end, the problem is, you know, how do you replace or, or what's the next move? So, I, you know, we are finding vacancies increasing, and we're also finding it more difficult to enter the same kind of leases that you did before. It's been a very solid sector. But I think, Lindsay, you know, we spoke <laughs> We've been speaking a long time, and, and it always worried me when we started to see just the proliferation of companies being listed. And what you tend yes. to do, and it happens, stocky saying, you know, no matter what the fashion is, what happens is that, you know, if, if Wall Street's, um, if the ducks are quacking, feed them, you know, which means that if people want script, you will create script. And somehow the local institutions here yeah, wanted property script, and what did the market do? It provided them with it. So you had a lot of inferior businesses coming on. And, uh, of course, that, you know, this is starting to weaken the whole sector and bring it down.
0: But when you have a look at those numbers, and some of the numbers were fairly prominent companies as well, not the inferior mm. ones that have proliferated. Mm. Oh, yeah. There's been a proliferation of them mm. over the last four to five years, as you say, because it was an underloved and underowned sector, mainly because there just simply wasn't enough script. There wasn't enough market no. cap. But mm. when those new companies came to, it. Yeah, exactly. it came, <laughs> it came to the market, and then I always said that would dilute. The sector and something would mm. have to give just like it did mm. in the tech sector in the late 1990s mm. and we know what, what happened then but surely now there mm. must be a case to say let's have a look at the quality companies maybe there'll be a consolidation in the industry maybe these ones will be pardon mm. the pun resilient to any further interest
1: rate <laughs> rises mm. so, i mean they, they look so cheap david they will be cheap they will be changed. The problem is that it's quite distorted as well. What's brought the market down, of course, has been this pressure to bear on resilient, Stable with Fortress and Green Bay, and now it's spread through to Nepi Rock Castle, even though they are now counteracting uh, some of the you know, claims made on them. but it still had a very damaging effect. you know earlier in the year, uh, I don't think Viceroys had much effect, but the effect was a lot earlier because of the cross holdings and association with the same people. We've also had uh, Brexit, which has hammered Hammerson, Capco and Intu, all under severe pressure. So all of those have been some big businesses that have, you know, big companies that have dragged down the whole sector. So when I looked at it, you know, when I actually came out, I said, hold on a sec, it's not only those. If you go further down, it's been the high props, the, you know, the uh, redefines, all of those ended quite deeply in the red. And... uh, as I look today, even you know more of those are being sold down for whatever reason. You know I can't whether it, people are trying to get out of the sector and and push their money elsewhere. I'm not sure, but the little red that we do have today is mainly in property.
0: Mm. David, next week, what we'll do, what I want you to do if you do get some uh, free time, is to have a look at the Brexit situation because there yeah. is undoubtedly going to be an opportunity in the first two months of next year. Because mm. if there is a no deal Brexit, then there are going to be certain stocks that still haven't factored that in. There's a lot of them that have factored it in, but there will be a washout. So you've got to be yeah. careful there. But if there is some kind of deal and if there's a no confidence vote and Theresa May gets ousted and whoever comes in, Manages to get something together whether it be a new referendum or a deal that appeases everybody I don't know, but there's something Mm. I think there's opportunities there for brexit. So maybe that's for Mm. for next Monday Meanwhile, I want to talk about something a little bit unsavory Two unsavory moments which reflects the um the toxic nature of South African society oh. at the moment. A friend of mine, he speaks to me regularly on my podcast site. I phoned him the other day, and his phone was dead. He'd been mugged at a concert. It wasn't the concert last night. It was a Guns N' Roses concert. Somebody just bumped into him. It wasn't violent, but he had his phone stolen. But last night was altogether different with the Mandela anniversary, hundredth oh. anniversary thing, where there was organised and organised oh. violence and organised mayhem. It was it was horrible to read.
1: Mm. No, I think so. I think I think it's a reflection of of, of South Africa and you know where we organise events like this. Look, for most people who've been there, it was very successful. They loved it, etc. But there were enough incidents to make you a bit nervous to actually go and attend concerts like that. We don't have the same kind of culture that you'd have in the UK or the US where you have a very strong police presence or it's a police presence there. You feel that they're in control of the situation. I've been to many soccer games and many other sporting events, certainly in the US and UK. In the US, it's incredibly well controlled. But in the UK as well, you you never start with the police. I've been to cup finals where I've seen the wildest people tamed by uh, these horses, those huge horses and the police be- you know, police on horses. Yes. But we don't have anything like that here. And, and and that's what scares me is that, you know, even if you are robbed or even if something happens, who do you report it to and who really cares and will they do anything about it? And that's why today you're going to read more and more incidences of of people of, of rage there and maybe cocks scratching as I saw in Times Live and, you know, People being beat up because they they might have scratched a car in a tight situation. Uh, also, people being abandoned, waiting for Ubers, you know, who've been attacked, just almost systematically, you know, at knife point. Handing, yeah, it's it's hand over your wallet, hand over your bag, hand over your cell phone. But I mean, that's that's very damaging. It
0: really is. So yeah,
1: it's it's I I I I wouldn't go close to a place like that, or nor would I let any of my family go close to a place like that.
0: No, it is it's difficult. I mean, the only two stadiums uh, that are any uh, mm-hmm. are decent in Johannesburg, are Ellis Park, which is in Dunfontein, which is in the in the south, yeah, and it's also sure. a, a no-go zone, I'm afraid. I don't care what people say about the no, rejuvenation of the CBD and its outskirts. It's still not safe to go there at night. Yes. I wouldn't go to a rugby match there and and, and be alone and walk home. Um, I, I did it after the World no. Cup final, and I didn't. They were great in at the World Cup final because because they took it seriously. Mm.
1: They took it seriously at the World in, in 2010. There, there was a present and everything because the whole world stage I mean, the world was watching us and the whole world had visited. But uh, that's gone. You know, that's, uh, what, eight years ago. Since then, I think things have deteriorated.
0: Yeah, and the FMB Stadium, uh, I'm sorry, is a white uh, elephant um, now. And uh, I'm, yeah. I'm afraid that was built for one thing. And uh, I'm sorry, but mm-hmm. um, there, there has to be somewhere else to go. Now, the, what's even more disturbing is the News 24 mm-hmm. and every other news organization in South Africa reporting upon something that was very innocent, apparently. It was the Vodacom Journalism Awards, and an ANC stalwart was giving the keynote speech. And he put up a slide of Floyd Chavambu. And Julius Malema who are obviously senior figures in the political party the economic freedom fighters the EFF And he said they were abusers of freedom and then on Sunday after the Saturday night when the speech occurred Vodacom shops in certain areas of the north of South Africa were targeted not just targeted with protests and people with banners yeah. But they were smashed up yeah. and there was looting and employees yeah. were Assaulted and Vodacom shops have stayed yeah. closed today in the area. This is yeah. unbelievable.
1: It's, well, it's, it's brown shirt, black shirt type tactics. You know, if you don't like, uh, uh, they go there in an organized way to intimidate and they use it as an excuse for whatever reason it is. But it's huge intimidation and very frightening. And uh, I mean, why was Vodacom? They invited a person to talk there. It's an event. This is what democracy is about, and this is what freedom of speech is, and what they should do is that's why they're in parliament. That's where they should argue their case. But you don't get your supporters to go intimidate shopkeepers and uh, and 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 beat up people. And it just you know you wonder where this goes, and you wonder what their next what their agenda. For me, it's very frightening. You know, it's very frightening. These are not people that you can mess with simply because their tactics. Uh, uh, mimic the brown and black shirt uh, you know people who just beat you up for for whatever reason yeah. uh very sad mm. i don't know, and also government must come out you know you want you want some kind of harsh reaction, you want arrests, you know you want to see people arrested for those actions they'll have enough footage to to be able to identify people uh, you know there are enough people around there to be able to do that. But they don't. Everybody's so scared because they're so intimidated. So yeah, and I, as yet. It's as not y- the only incident where, mm. where the EFF have uh, you know, behaved in this way.
0: There's surely justification for Shivambu or Malema just to say, yeah, you know, we didn't organize this, we condemn violence and the democratic rule must, must be obeyed, etc. But there's nothing. Yeah. There's, there's a deafening silence. It, it, it is very really no, disturbing.
1: It is. And also when you measure what they stand for in their lifestyle, and <laughs> that's also something that they're going to have to defend. But they get away with it, you know, because simply that they uh, they know the invective. They know how to talk to their supporters. And you've got a whole a huge amount of disenfranchised people that uh, love these kind of stories and will support them. Um, that to me, you know, when we talk about South Africa, Lindsay, when you ask me questions, there's one thing that's concerned, and this is the equation, is that, uh, the, you know, the one side of the equation. You've got, I don't know, 27, 30, 35, 40 percent unemployment. When you have those kind of numbers, which are the highest in the world, it's very, very difficult to address it. Yes. And, you know, that's, that's the powder keg. That's the tinderbox. That's uh, of this and that can blow up at any
0: time. And the Spectator Index, I noticed on Twitter as well today, had a list of the highest youth unemployment rates in the world right at the top mm. of the list. or it should be the bottom of the list, but right at the top of the list, South mm. Africa, 52.8% official no. youth unemployment. Let's end on a brighter note because your team, we spoke about it last week, you were talking about going to soccer matches and a lot of people went to the Emirates Stadium and saw a really terrific game, the North London derby between Arsenal and Tottenham Hotspur. Tottenham shouldn't have been 2-1 up, but they were 2-1 and up and then Arsenal came, yeah. s- came back which they wouldn't have done with, with Wenger at the helm, and, no, they, and they won four two, no. and I think eighteen games yeah. now undefeated. They're looking yeah. to be,
1: they're quietly
0: becoming a very good team.
1: They are, and, and their finish was great. I mean, those goals were really good goals, and I think that that made the difference. They broke down Tottenham. Tottenham looking a bit jaded. They've had some tough matches, uh, Chelsea. They played uh, um, what's it, uh, Inter Milan during the week as well. Mm. So once they fell behind, they just never had anything. And I think also they didn't seem to come back. And, uh, you know, I like Spurs, but just seemed to be not there. Uh, Man United, they face, this is the big test for Arsenal. They face the ghost of Ferguson, I always call it. Because whenever Arsenal play Man United, there's always a jinx. Yes. Whenever they walk onto the pitch there, they're always 2 down. But this might be a different team. I don't think <laughs> you know any of the chaps who've played here have ever been part of that. So maybe they've got a different attitude. We'll see on Wednesday night. And poor old Man United are in such a dire position at the yeah, moment. such they a They really isn't it? look terrible.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're rubbish. <laughs> but I
1: hope they like, I hope they like that for one more match. You know. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, David. We'll look okay. forward to All you right. next week with your Brexit analysis and other things. Okay. And hopefully it'll be as good a day as it has been today on the JSC. That's David Shapiro, and that was Shapiro yeah. World. All data brought to you by ShareNet.co.za.